Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Kirk Elliott, and this is my weekly commentary this week. Sorry it's a day late. I was traveling, recording a bunch of shows for American Media Periscope, and I just got back too late for a, for a Monday posting. So we're doing it first thing here on a Tuesday morning. But you know what? Something's about to break. Um, so Biden, um, he's starting to look a little grinchy, right? Um, you know, coming into the holiday season here with with the fall coming, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, he decided that it was going to be wise to fire a lot more people, right? Mandating last week that all businesses with more than 100 employees terminate any employees who continue to refuse the experimental vaccine. Unbelievable. So imagine all the big, huge companies in the country that have more than 100 people to make it fired? Does he really want them all in soup lines spending less money? So when they spend less money, there's going to be even more, you know, Main Street companies, mom and pops um, that that don't have anybody to sell their stuff to, their, their T-shirts and their their clothes, the, the, the restaurant chains, you know, all of those are going to be impacted by this. It's not just the big companies who get people fired because they won't take a, a, a stupid vaccine, right? So this is this is insane. Now, for the first time ever, you know what what is a what is a doctor supposed to do, right? The Hippocratic Oath. It's like we're going to put the client's needs and health needs first, and we're going to take care of them no matter what the cost, right? That's basically the gist of their Hippocratic Oath that they have to take. Well, an upstate New York hospital is going to stop delivering babies later this month, (laughs) in part because employee resignations over uh, a requirement that they be vaccinated um, is is having way, basically there's there's not enough nurses, there's not enough doctors in the hospitals. I find that interesting, right, That, that the doctors and nurses don't necessarily want to take the vaccine. A lot do, right? I mean, a lot do, obviously. And when you go in to the hospital, um, they don't give ivermectin. They don't give, you know, the stuff that actually has worked against COVID. They give other stuff. And and this is this is a problem moving forward. So what is this going to mean for, for pregnant mommies with their babies in the womb, right? Are they just going to have to, like... Uh, act like the shipping containers that are stuck in the ports where where nobody can actually get to the inventories in there because there's not enough people, there's not enough truckers to actually move the stuff to the stores? Are they just going to have a, a stockpile, a line a mile long of people just waiting to have their babies? No. I don't know how this is going to all unfold, but this is starting to get a little bit ridiculous. You know, there's there's bottlenecks at, at the ports. And James Grunvig and I uh, reported on this, I don't know, month and a half or two months ago about how 
you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ships, right? That they're in their cargo containers that are in the ports of like Long Beach and so forth, you know, coming in from China. They're not releasing those those containers because the price inflation is so high. You know, economically, it just simply makes sense to hold on for higher prices and then they'll release them. But but there's a bigger issue than that. The backlog is there because there's not employees to drive the trucks. There's not enough. So there's supply chain disruptions that the goods aren't coming onto the store shelves. Well, I don't know when it was, maybe three, four weeks ago, um, I had talked about how once the existing inventories, like it on the store shelves, like Walmart, or even at the manufacturers, once they have to start remanufacturing stuff because their inventories are gone, they're going to have to remanufacture with the massively high commodities prices that are all up over 49% at the lowest. This means that something that you bought for, for $1,000, you know, maybe six months ago, once they remanufacture, is going to be 1500 to 2000 See, this, this, is, this is a problem. Um, price inflation, we haven't even seen the beginning of it. Now, you're going to have higher prices. You're going to have fewer people working, so they're not going to have enough income to even afford those higher prices. Oh, let alone the, the massively high taxes that, that are now here. It's like when you lower people's bottom line because of higher taxes, when the prices go up, then people can't afford it anyways, and now there's fewer people working, right? This is a recipe for disaster. I, I think the stock market is going to get hit really hard. This is this is not rocket science kind of stuff, right? This is just economics 101. You have higher prices and people, not as much people are going to be able to afford it. That's going to push demand lower, right? You have low sup supply, like we're seeing because of the supply disruptions and the supply chain breakages. Well, then prices are going to go up. Lower demand, higher prices, economic stagnation, right? This is what we are facing right now in, in the economy. So this is, this is some interesting stuff that we're living in. So, so coming into the holidays, fewer people are going to be working, a lot fewer people, right? Um, but I think we have a major economic disruption prior to that. Uh, the October surprise, right? Like what we've talked about in previous previous weekly commentaries, it shouldn't be a surprise. I don't know why when there's a stock market collapse or uh, or contraction, right, a correction, almost every single October for as long as I can remember, and people still call it the October surprise. Well, it's not a surprise. They should just call it October, right? <laughs> if it's not a surprise, why even have the word in there? But why does that happen? Well, it happens because the end of the government's fiscal year is on September 30th. And then everybody sees everything is exposed. It's like, oh, my word, look at all these expenses. Look at all the, the entitlements that are being paid out, which are now over 75% of total government revenues is going out towards oh, Social Security, which is not an entitlement. You know, that's a, that's a mandatory payment. Because we pay into the Social Security system our whole lives expecting to get money when we retire. That's not an entitlement. We've been paying into that system, you know, for a deferred um, income benefit, right? That's what Social Security is. But then you add women, infant, children programs, food stamps, Medicare, Medicaid, all the different entitlements that people get, the unemployment, you know, um, payments. 
all of this is going to break the economy of the United States when fewer people are working. When fewer people are working, there's less sales tax revenues. There's less um, income tax revenues. There's less property tax revenues. So we're, we're going to see what I think is the beginning of the everything bubble breaking. The everything bubble. Real estate is, is growing at an unsustainable rate, 18% a year for, for quite some time here. That bubble is, is about to burst, right? So the stock market is overvalued. And, and the stock market is and always has been a function of revenues, right? Revenues do decide profitability of company. If you don't have revenues, you're not going to have profit. Well, price-to-earnings ratio is a function of revenue, right? That's going to be a function of the stock price. When those are there, stock prices come crashing down to earth. You know, and some of our some of our really um, attractive stocks, like maybe Apple, Google, um, Amazon, um, Microsoft, right? When people stop, and Tesla, we'll put that one in there. When when things start collapsing, um, they're all going to come crashing down because they're so overvalued right now. And this is our normalcy bias. We've been used to all these things going up. We're used to these ultra low manipulated interest rates, you know, down towards 3% on, on a 30-year mortgage. Those are all manipulated numbers. Those aren't market-driven. Those are manipulated from the Fed. So that manipulation can't last forever. I think this is the generation where we see that that bubble. So um, there was a book written about manias and bubbles bursting back in the 1970s. And literally what it talks about is every single decade, there's a big catastrophic bubble that bursts. We saw one in 2000, we saw one in 2010, we saw one in 1990, we saw one in 1980, we saw one in, in and now we're going to see one in the 2020s. This one isn't a housing market collapse. This isn't a subprime thing. This isn't a tech stock bubble bursting. This isn't everything bubble. And it's not that, that I don't even know how to say it. It's not that, that I'm trying to tell us that everything is, is going to fall apart. I'm just saying that every decade there's a big bubble bursting. This one, this time, happens to be an everything bubble. The housing bubble in America is is not just um, here. It's a global. There's over 20 countries where real estate price inflation has gone through the roof. And this is more of a, of a global issue as, as we start to move forward. So bottom line. A lot of garbage news coming out right now. It's scary. And people are gripped with fear. Um, you know, all this price inflation is going to do so well for gold and silver. You know, the, the short squeeze in silver, I don't just think it's possible, right? It is going to happen. <laughs> That's my view because of inflationary pressures will cause silver to, to move up quickly because of the financial aspect of the metal because of the financial aspect of gold. They act as a flight for safety type of an investment vehicle, right? So when supplies are down, when inventory is down, that causes prices to go up too. Well, because of the supply chain disruptions, there's not supply. So prices are going to go up. 
See, I, I look, try to look at this as very logical. If you strip out the emotion of, of decisions, which most people are motivated by greed or by fear, whenever you operate out of greed or fear, you're going to make the wrong decision at the wrong time. These are all based on logic um, and the things that were happening right now. And all of you who have, have listened to me in the past, it's like I'm never going to advise you on an uncertain future outcome because then it's a 50-50 chance that I'm going to be right or wrong, and those are Vegas odds. I'm never going to advise you on your hard-earned retirement assets on Vegas odds, right? That's, that's ridiculous. So therefore, I'm just advising you on what's right in front of us right now. Everything that I just talked about is right in front of us right now. We're just seeing it play out. And we have to be very careful that our normalcy bias doesn't kick in saying, what is that normalcy bias? Well, it didn't happen to me in the past. Therefore, it's not going to happen in the present and it's not going to happen in the future. That's not, that's not a good philosophy to live by because everything changes. The economy goes in cycles. It has boom and bust cycles. We just happen to be in a very, very big bust cycle right at the beginnings of it because of the years and decades of excess. Um, this is going to be a doozy, I believe. And so my goal is to help you navigate through this jungle um, with confidence and with happiness, right? It, even though all of our, our freedoms are eroding before our very eyes, our religious freedoms, political freedoms, economic freedoms, personal freedoms, our health freedoms, right? All of them that a lot of times just cripples us with fear and inaction. But that's not a good way to navigate through this crisis that I see unfolding right before our very eyes. And, you know, it's not like gold and silver, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Everything goes up and everything comes down, right? They're, they're no different than that. But right now, as we look at everything unfolding around us, gobble up gold and silver. Seriously, you cannot over-allocate into silver right now. <laughs> You can't get too much of it. I think it's the safest asset in the world. And we're starting to see the beginning of things breaking and price inflation is going to come upon us. And that's going to cause any tangible asset like gold and silver to go through the roof because there's no leverage on it, right? There's no real estate is highly leveraged, right? Nobody pays for a house um, with cash. Well, some people do. That's that's an overstatement. Some people pay for houses with cash, but but 99% of America finance their houses, right? They're over leveraged. That bubble's going to burst, right? So here's here's my final words for, for this week. Gobble up as much as you possibly can. Get out of your toxic paper assets. Get into gold and silver because October's coming upon us real quickly. September 30th, the end of the fiscal year for the federal government is coming upon us really quickly. The quarter three numbers come out on October 15th. I think that's going to be catastrophic when you start to look at unemployment. All these people who are, are going to be entering the, the jobless numbers, um, and to put it frankly, you know, starting to depend on the government for food and everything else, right? What else do you do if you have no income? See, Couple that with the banks squeezing liquidity out of the system. So, so the big banks like um, Wells Fargo are cutting their personal credit lines. P companies like J.P. Morgan Chase, those big banks, are are now hoarding cash. It's like this is a problem because now they are not going to be the lender to the people who need it the most. They don't have the liquidity, so it's just going to be this end run around the banks where people go directly to the government. 
I start to look at that and think, this is an ingenious, sinister, evil plan, right? To make people dependent on the government. And we're just living in these crazy times where we're living in these crazy times. It's right upon us. So, so therefore, we need to just act accordingly with, with confidence, with victory, with, with um, peace. There is peace in this storm, right? And uh, our goal is to help you get to that point. So that's my commentary for this week. I hope you all have an amazing week. Don't take this as like this horrible gloom and doom message. Take it as an opportunity to protect and preserve everything you've worked your entire life to accumulate. That will put a smile on your face. And we're we're doing our best to help everybody that we can, one person at a time, get out of the path of the hurricane into safe ground so your assets don't erode because of some dumb government policy that neither you nor I can control. What we can control is ourselves. And that's my goal for all of us. So God bless you. Have an amazing week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.